whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland, and today we're talking about Next Class Season 2, Episode 4, Hashtag Buy Me Pizza. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary? Sure. When Zoe doesn't receive a callback, she worries that it's because of her homosexual feelings and comes up with a way to hide her true self. When Grace is made fun of for her appearance, she decides to take on a new look. When Tiny asks Lola to delete her dating profile, she makes a very bold decision. (laughs) That's one way of putting it. (laughs) I just... Oh, man. Just a lot to unpack here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, also... I mean, does she think she didn't get it because of her homosexual feelings? Or she's just, like, not sure why people like her while also dealing with homosexual feelings? I don't know. I don't, maybe it's both. Who knows? I um, think uh, I, my takeaway from it was that it was literally just because she was like, they can tell I'm gay. And then also nobody likes me. I think it started with they can tell I'm gay and it continued on to be why doesn't anybody like me am i terrible right okay um and then the title hashtag buy me pizza is definitely just about lola's tinder antics where she gets boys to buy her pizza antics indeed also tinder is probably the best named app but i also hate that this app dating app for teens exists in Degrassi and it's not even the first one that we've seen I hate it for so many reasons um but mostly I hate it because it definitely attracts so many pedophiles yeah we already had this discussion when like Drew and Claire were doing weird dating app things or I don't one or the other I can't remember who was on the dating app um I don't remember that one was called either, but I'm pretty sure it was not Tinder. I don't think we were that clever yet. Or if Tinder existed yet, don't remember. I don't um, either. <laughs> but I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, terrible idea. Terrible idea. Anyone can say, can change their age to whatever they want it to be so they don't look like a pedophile. And I, I don't... Uh, there's so much stranger danger that must be associated with this app. There's no way this app can exist in real life. I hope it doesn't anyway. Seriously. Although I will say, I did meet my second official boyfriend when I was 14 on the internet. <laughs> that is a thing. It, we did meet through MySpace. Yeah. Also, not the safest way to meet oh, no, people. No, I was 13. <laughs> that was it. I was 13 and we met on MySpace. Terrible. It was not the safest way to meet people. I'm Terrible. aware of this now. <laughs> we did have like one person in common. So, and he that was he was my age. <laughs> he was my age. We were friends first. We became friends through it. But also like the first time we ever hung out, he met me at the Wendy's like two towns away from my house and 
both of our moms dropped us off because we were 13 and 14 respectively and both of them waited in the car to make sure the other one wasn't meeting up with like uh, an old man like <laughs> okay pretending well, to be a good. teenager <laughs> at least you we, didn't we were like vaguely safe about it that's good that's good you were transparent yeah. people knew where you were your parents were there that's good yeah. <laughs> his cousin went like, to my middle school meet in this random park which i knew yeah, girls no. who did that oof no yeah. that's 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 stranger that's dangerous. dangerous yeah um anyway let's just dive into the episode which starts with zoe and i feel like we have not had a zoe focused plot in a very long time um she's straightening her hair and then she gets burned and then i'm like is this a metaphor by being burned by like her straight identity i don't know maybe <laughs> i i pretty much right away was like this is going to be a self-harm thing for zoe Ugh, i, I was it. pretty ready for that i was pretty ready for that um also i love that she's doing like a full glam in the school bathroom right now right because a look and a choice and a move she is auditioning for the 60th anniversary gala which at first i didn't realize was even an audition until the like she was done um because she's yeah me neither auditioning with winston they're emceeing and there's like even a weird like bit about kissing and sexual tension which is why i thought like this was practice because I'm like, this is already an established yeah. thing between them. And then it was like, all right, great audition. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this was an audition? Okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions about this bit because did Winston write it? He had to have written it, right? So that he could kiss a pretty girl Probably. on stage. Like that was Because he's not auditioning. Point, he's otherwise part of it. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise I do not understand why there needs to be a sexual tension bit. I hate it. In a, in a, in a teenager's gala. Yeah. With actual show, kissing. Whatever. Like, why? Yeah, it's weird. Why? It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I was grossed and out I by the whole thing. I also don't like, it, me too. And I also don't like that. So Esme is also auditioning and being a real bitch about it. But I don't like that she calls him Winnie the Chew. Oh, I hate, no. Don't like that. Don't like that. <laughs> I didn't care for that at all. I'm like, it's kind of clever, but also it bugs me for some reason. I, like, can't put a pinpoint on it. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not into that. Um, But, yeah, Esme is also auditioning and is, like, kind of flirting with Zoe. But, like, it's a really weird vibe where it's like, oh, I'm trying to be intimidating, but also... This is kind of flirty, but I can't tell if you're, like, baiting her into flirting with you to, like, get egg on her face. I, like, I just don't trust Esme's intentions full stop with anything. So I Same. didn't really know what was going on. And I felt uncomfortable <laughs> watching all of their interactions because I'm like, Esme, what are you doing? Esme, what are you doing? I don't trust you to do anything. Yeah. No, not at all. I want... I want Zoe's, like, first... I just want good lesbian things for Zoe. Yeah. You know? I don't want Esme. No, Esme's not good for anybody. I I don't... Esme's bad for all. And I don't want Grace, because Grace is straight. Who knew? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I want want good lesbian things for Zoe. Yes. That is the platform that I am here to stand on. She needs her Imogen slash Fiona. 
like whoever yeah. like that like that counterpart <laughs> um but anyway uh then we're outside with Maya, Jonah and Grace and apparently Maya and Peter are performing an updated version of like the school song at the gala. Don't know if we've ever heard this school song. Is it just whatever it takes? I don't know. <laughs> and they're combining two Probably. generations of Degrassi bands to and now I'm like, wait, does some form of Studs slash Janie and the Studs slash Janie and the Studs featuring Peter Stone still exist <laughs> right now? <laughs> like, what is going I, on? I mean, honestly, I feel like they're like cockroaches. Like, you can't kill that band. That's true. They they have resurrected they in just, so they many just forms. Keep morphing. <laughs> so many forms. I mean, nothing is as good as shared custody with the animal masks, and I stand by that. <laughs> Their debut. They've they will, never been able to live up to it. They will never defeat that one. <laughs> they cannot. Definitely not with Hey California, Ho California. <laughs> oh God, I hate that song. Oh, boy. Um, but I actually took a decent amount of fashion notes this episode. Me too. We want to do that. Zoe has on some sp- sparkly like booties at the beginning at her audition, which I felt didn't go, <laughs> but I noticed them. Nope. I still love Grace's hair with, like, the blue ends. I think it looks really mm-hmm. good. Speaking of hair, all about Tiny's mohawk being bleached in the middle. Yes. I love Lola's cat sweater she wears. Yeah, I thought you'd make note of that <laughs> one. Um, I really like Tristan's wearing this, like, tropical flower, like, black shirt. Just a big fan of florals on black. I like yeah. it. I feel it. Grace's like it's like goth flowers (laughs) grace's bright pink dress with a belt was jarring but i well i guess we'll get to that later and terrible (laughs) yeah it is a terrible outfit in general dress she dresses so well as herself i know also zig's like tank top this episode also has like a little hood on it and i did not care for that i I totally wrote down the hoodie vest. I think I wrote down, like, almost all of your notes. I definitely wrote down Zig's hoodie vest. That is all that I I have. And I also, my only other note, I have one other, and it's just um, Lola wearing those, like, very printed leggings when she breaks up with Tiny via text. I made a mental note of those, but I forgot to write it down. I also thought Lola's hair was just styled really well throughout this whole episode. It was, like, kind of wavy and cute. Yeah. She's got a good haircut right now. Um, anyway, then as they're sitting outside, fucking Baz comes over and talks to Grace and says, you know, it takes real courage to dress like you're actively trying to repel male attention. And I'm like, what? What is happening? Are you trying to neg her? I don't understand, which we find out later. Yes, but it took a long time to get to that explanation because out of context, it's just like he's coming over to just bully Grace's appearance and then walk away. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> For no When reason. she clearly seems to be more powerful than yeah. him. It was ridiculous. Plus, isn't she like two years older than him? Couldn't she just like destroy him in the high school social hierarchy? I truly don't know how old he's supposed to be. Maybe they're, he's, she's a, how old are Maya? How old is that grade? Juniors? I'm not sure. 
I want to say juniors. So then she's a year older than him because I think he's in Hunter's grade. And they're sophomores now. Anyway, time on Degrassi. Um, <laughs> like, don't you? quote me on any of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And then Grace is like, wow, really? Do people really think like that about me? And then Jonah and Maya are like, well, yeah, you are kind of terrifying. And Maya's like, yeah, I respect that you track you dress in a way that's not attractive to guys. And I'm like, why are we just like ragging on Grace's appearance? I think she looks cool pretty much all of the time. Like, what is going on? I don't understand this. She's not like a bad being dresser. So mean. It's ridiculous. No, she dresses great. I don't understand. They're being so mean because she, like, doesn't wear light colors. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not a dude looking to date her, but I still think she looks great. I don't understand. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense. She dresses well. Yeah. Like, she knows how to style herself. It's, like, always a cohesive look, too. So, I don't, whatever. Yeah. There are plenty of dudes who are probably into her exact look and type so i'm like thinking like if if eli was here and in the same grade he'd all be all about, about it. it like i don't get it anyway we're like the arty boys I don't get why more we're people like aren't the arty all about emo it boys did those not exist anymore in like 2017 or whenever this came out i don't know that's sad. Is that Jonah, though? Is that just Jonah? <laughs> I guess so. And he's dating, like, the opposite of Grace in Frankie. But And also, he's kind of lame. He's super, and before he dated Frankie, he dated fucking Becky Baker. So <laughs> he's got kind of a wonder he clearly bread clearly has type. a type. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and then we go into Lola talking to Zig and Tiny with the craziest opening <laughs> sentence I've ever heard, which is just, Frankie isn't racist. She's just white. Like, um. And they seem to take that in stride. They just don't <laughs> even comment on that sentence. And then we see her swiping on Tinder, and apparently she uses it to flirt with guys until they buy her pizza. And Tiny is not stoked about this. And I was like, this is against the relationship rules. You gotta delete that app. And she's like, um, how about I don't? Because I'm not using it to date people, so it's fine, right? And I don't understand why she is surprised by this I don't either. It's ridiculous. Also, the whole time I was like, Lola, if Tiny had Tinder on his phone, you would be freaking the fuck out. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It goes both ways. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, then we're with Zoe and Tristan, probably. I don't know. She's paranoid about Esme. Yeah. She's with Tristan. And about looking straight. And then we find out she, like, opens her email and she did not get a call back, which is a bummer. That's kind of what this whole scene was. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, also, Tristan is. Oh nope, sorry. Oh no, I was just saying Tristan is also still like super not buying that Zoe is as straight as she keeps saying she is. Oh yeah, no, he sees through this entire facade. Um, but then we're at volleyball practice, and 
Lola is asking Shay and Goldie about like, like what's wrong with having Tinder on my phone? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> delete this app. And she's like, I just like knowing that there are other guys out there. She like she totally like tricks them via like both of their respective like feminist stances. Like, <laughs> do you think a guy can just tell me to delete an app from my phone? And they're like, what? No, that's crazy. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to keep Tinder. And they're like, hold the phone. <laughs> so like, whoa, 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 whoa. You did not give us That's all the information. Probably an exception. And she's like, mm, no, never mind. I shouldn't have asked you. I, maybe I should just ask people who have actually been in relationships for advice. And I'm like, girl, you don't have to be an asshole about this. She's clearly like very like just getting she's having a lot of feelings right now because like she's, the whole Tinder thing is like such like a her like just being very guarded and like her own like past like history and whatever. Oh, definitely. You know, so she, so her like lashing out on them totally makes sense. But also I'm like, fuck you, Lola. <laughs> yeah. These like, then why friends. did you ask their advice in the first place if you don't think it's going to be valuable, Lola? I, I do not like when people ask advice, like genuinely ask advice, and then get mad that it's not the answer that they wanted. That's like, like most people, though, and it's annoying. <laughs> That's really as annoying. someone as someone who has asked for their advice and is met with like being upset sometimes. I've uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be cagey, but. As someone who is the advice, yeah. who's been the advice giver, like this happens so often and it's so frustrating. Like if I ask for advice, I genuinely want advice. I also like, I want you to be like nice to me when you say it, but like, I do want like the actual genuine advice. I'm not looking to be placated, you know? And like people on Reddit do that all the time. People on like, am I the asshole and like Reddit ships yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. do that all the time. They're like, well, fuck you for thinking I'm an asshole. It's like, then why are you asking? You are already, <laughs> why like, you so ask firm me in you your camp. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, then we're with Zoe, who is confronting Winston about not getting a callback for this thing. And he's saying that they need someone who can make the audience fall in love with them and that Esme had more magnetism or was more magnetic than Zoe was. She wasn't convincing. I wonder why she wasn't convincing. (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, it's important for the sexual tension bit. And I'm like, why is there a sexual tension bit? I don't understand why there is this bit at this, like, quote unquote, gala event and also of course Esme is magnetic she's a sociopath exactly that's like Uh, their whole thing (laughs) that's how they get you it's how cults happen as we talked about last week yes anyway um then we're with Grace who is now just like bumming out about her style And she's worried she's, like, missing out on experiences because she's worried she's, like, her clothes are sending a message that she doesn't want to interact with anyone. And then Maya's like, yeah, your clothes send a message and your messages go away. I'm like, none of this is helpful. I have never gotten this vibe from Grace. Why are we contributing to this narrative? Maya's a bad friend, right? Like, that's the takeaway? Maya's a terrible friend. She's a terrible friend. A good friend would be like, 
I like your style. Like, I want to be friends with you. You didn't scare me away. Like, the right people will want to hang out with you no matter what you look like. Like, people who like you will get you and they won't care what you wear. They'll even like and appreciate what you wear, Grace. Not like, yeah, I guess your clothes scream go away and that you're scary. Like, and you're not trying to attract boys. You'd fit in at any funeral. Ugh, Maya's terrible. Grace needs to know more goth kids. (laughs) I think that's just the takeaway. Oh, honestly, I guess I they're really just like severely lacking school. in this grade. I mean, well, I mean, that I guess that's just like TV schools in general is that there really aren't like as much as they want to be like there are cliques unless they're focused on like one click. You can't really show a whole school. There's got to be like a token like like goth kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. They represent the goth community. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for how many people on the show like like to do theater like, there's definitely going to be some, like, alt kids doing that. Like, even, like, stage crew and shit. Like, go to, like, the niche corners. Let's find your people, Grace. I don't know. We're with Grace and Esme and, or, sorry, Zoe and Esme. I don't know why. All the, I just, I'm not as comfortable with these characters, so I mix up their names a lot in my head. Does that happen to you? I'm like, there's <laughs> too many of them to remember, and they're all yeah. new to me. I'm like, I, I know who they are, but I forget. I always second guess myself when I'm talking about Grace, because I feel like we didn't know her name for so long, too. That's true. That I that now I'm like, wait, it's Grace, right? Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Even though we've known her for like multiple seasons. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When we were talking about Esme the last time we talked about her in my notes for the first half, she's called Grace. Because I truly oh, no. couldn't remember anyone's name. I'm like, who is this again? I think it's Grace. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, so Esme, it, like Grace. Mm, fuck. Zoe. All, Zoe. Zoe's talking to Esme and she's like, I heard you got the part. How did you get it? You know, like, I heard you were magnetic. Whatever. And she's like, show me your audition. Which I don't know why she didn't like stand there and watch like everyone else seemed to be. But whatever um yeah but yeah Esme like redoes the audition and has um Zoe do the Winston parts and then they like full-on kiss and I'm like the whole yeah. time I'm like it I I don't I, my the thing that like truly alarms me about Esme is that I truly like can never figure out what her intentions are because it's yeah. always insane yeah she's very nefarious and I don't trust her and yeah and then after that like Esme's like if you kissed Winston like that, you definitely would have gotten the part. And I was like, Zoe, you're so gay. It's okay. Just admit it to yourself. Seriously, I just want Zoe to be happy and gay and free. And yeah. not with Esme. No one should be with Esme. Remember how this. elated she was when she realized that she liked Grace? Let's get back to that. Let's yeah. get back to that. She was so happy and confronted her on the beach. And it was a whole moment. And she was so excited about it. And now she's just in a shame spiral. And it makes me sad. Anyway. Then we're with Grace. Who's wearing this bright pink dress. Because she has it's succumbed terrible. to pers- to social pressures. That are basic, pretty much made up. And then... Like, exacerbated by the fact that Maya and Jonah have not helped with this perception issue. Um, 
How much of this is also the the crush on Zig for eternity, and he goes off after girls like Maya and Zoe and Tori? And Tori. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That, I'm sure that's part of it. Um, but yeah. So then she walks out in the hall, and Zig and Tiny see her and are like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, are you okay?" And then. Grace gets all self-conscious and walks away and Zig follows her and is like, hey, if this is like what you want to do now, that's cool. But I also really liked the old Grace, too. So, like, I'm your friend no matter what. (laughs) And then she gets all flustered and she's mad at herself for caring about what other people think. But she also, like, doesn't want her image to push people away because she doesn't want to miss out on things before it's too late to, like, have experiences. And Zig is like, hey, man, don't change unless it's for yourself. That's all who should care about this stuff. And they kind of make up and decide that they're going to be friends again. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is, like, feeding into your theory from that dance from the finale of last season and I'm like this might happen mm-hmm. I'm telling mm. you I call them when I see them. I hundred I'm like I believe in this theory I 100% subscribe to it like this is probably going to happen I appreciate your support in these troubling <laughs> times um Zig gives good pep talk though I will say Zig just gives good pep talk he does. He's really good at that. Also, I think Grace says something like, how can you give like such good advice one day and such terrible advice another? And he's like, it's a blessing and a curse. Like, this is who I am. And oh, I yeah. that was I, a funny it, moment. It's basically like, how can you be so terrible sometimes and like say the perfect thing like the next day? Yeah. And that's like the epitome of Zig. Exactly. It's like just two ends of the extreme. Um, but then we were with Zoe and Tristan and Zoe's like, oh my God, I can't believe I kissed Esme. And Tristan's like, I can. And it's just like laughing and amused about this whole situation. It's very like, I told you so, like smiley. It's the best face. It brings me so much joy. (laughs) And she's just like, no, I'm not a lesbian. I don't want to be a lesbian. And Tristan's like, why not? Like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And she's like, I know. I just didn't picture my life to be this way. I just want to be normal. And he's like, oh, wow. Fuck you. I guess then. He just also makes you're... it really personal. She she says, I yeah. don't want to have to be like you. I just want to be normal. Right, right, right. And he's like, all right. Well, just because you're in the closet doesn't mean you can you get to be homophobic. And then he walks away. And then Zoe starts to, like, press on her straightener burn, and it's turning into self-harm, and I don't like it. Uh, it's, I don't have a lot to say. It's the, it's the second time they did self-harm. I'm glad they're taking it in a different direction. Yeah. You know, because there's so many different ways to do that. Yeah. And this one is very subtle, like, or at least kind of like a subtle start. To yeah this definitely I feel like I feel like Ellie's was like similar like just like a start kind of thing like it was a couple episode arc wasn't it no it was like one episode and like and then it, and it? it was like 
I'm just going to do this now. Like, this is kind of like, oh, this started off as this was an accidental in injury. Wow, I can't speak. And now I'm, like, kind of using this injury as a way to, like, control this pain. And now this could, like, snowball into something bigger. Like, that seems like what's happening here. I think, if I remember correctly, Ellie was just in a pressure cooker of stress because of her mom and her yeah. home life. And then it was, it just kind of exploded and like, here's my art supplies. I'm doing this now. Or like something like that, which is also another way how yeah. this happens. So yeah, it's definitely a slightly different approach, which is yep. interesting. But anyway, um, we are Frankie and Lola with, Lola. Lola goes up to Frankie because she's like, I need your advice on something. And Frankie's like, oh, are we still talking? And Frankie's like, you're my girl. I'm not going to stop talking to you just because you might be a little racist. I mean, I'm it like, feels uh, like a pretty good reason okay. to stop talking to somebody. And she... Especially if they're not willing <laughs> to accept criticism. Or at least a reason, a reason to talk to somebody to like talk through this issue and hopefully come out of the other side of it. Not, yeah, not like ignore it and be like, whatever, this is just part of you. We're still friends. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I should rephrase. It's a good reason to cut someone off if they've been as like willfully unwilling to learn as Frankie is. <laughs> yeah. Um... But she asks Frankie if she has Tinder on her phone. And Frankie's like, no, I have a boyfriend. I deleted it from my phone when I got a boyfriend because I don't need Tinder. And Lola's like, eh, I don't want to delete it because I like knowing there are other boys out there. Because if things end with Tiny, then like it's not going to hurt as much, basically. And then she's like, you know what? I'm just going to break up with Tiny now just to avoid getting hurt about yeah. this. Well, I, like, with, this with is her, it's like She idea. is, like, starting to, like, get to the actual issue at hand and then immediately just parallels into, like, and I'm going to just blow it all up instead. Yeah. And so she texts him and says, I can't do this anymore. And he's sitting literally, like, five feet away they're like in the hallway and he's like really i'm like you're doing this but he's literally right there okay <laughs> um, i mean she's bold i'll give her that yeah honestly um and he's just like really over text are you kidding me um and it's yeah it's just ridiculous but then we're with we're with miles and zoe and Tristan has told Miles, I'm assuming that they're fighting, but not about the specifics. Because Zoe's like, wait, what did he tell you? How much did he tell you? And he's like, enough to know, like, that you're bugging out about something. Or I don't really remember what he I, says. I, I, so my, like, take on this, because their whole conversation to me felt very formerly closeted person talking to currently closeted person. That I think, yeah. and also knowing that there's no way in hell Tristan is keeping a secret. That <laughs> That's true. Tristan told <laughs> Miles. Because Miles was like, he's like, you know, uh, he told me enough to know that I should mind my own business. So, like, I feel yeah. like Tristan just told him everything. And Miles is like, 
I'm not going to tell you how much I know because I think that you would be upset that I knew as much as I know and instead just try to like slide in with that. I'm new That's, and I've yeah. been to therapy and I know things now. I, I can be mm-hmm. an emotionally like evolved human <laughs> and so can you. Yeah. And she's like, she doesn't think anyone likes her for her. And Miles is like, you know, that's not true. Like, Winston likes you for you. Also, like, forget other people's definitions. Be the person you want to be. And I'm like, that's great advice, Miles. But we see Zoe take that advice and twist it in a weird way where she's still avoiding her problems. But yep. good try. Good try. Good try. I mean, I listen. thought it was a good talk. With all these with all these kids, you need at least like six people to tell them to go to therapy before they go to therapy. For real. Or for them to like have a breakdown or like hit rock bottom before they're like, I guess finally I should do this. Um, I have a question for the teens, if you listen. <laughs> Is Degrassi like totally incorrect about how teens feel about therapy because I feel like every single time someone suggests therapy on Degrassi they have like the same like like person like like middle-aged man from the 80s response or like you know just like what who is that for I'm not crazy and I feel like teens aren't like that you think there's something wrong with me that I need to get my brain examined like there's I'm fine nothing's wrong with me (laughs) yeah it's always like that kind of reaction i feel like that's just not accurate but maybe i'm wrong i don't know i think i just have so much faith in gen in gen z that i'm like they're fine they like they know they know that therapy is good and cool yeah i would hope so this is still gen z right yeah we're like in a weird towing the line zone though i I think think that they i think that they are but I think they technically are. Also, it's like, isn't it like people who were born in like between 1997 and 2001, like they can kind of go either way. They like straddle the line. I've heard the term zillennial. Like, I think it depends on like if you're the oldest child or the youngest child or like who you hung out with more like that weird like time frame. Like you could be either one. But I don't know. I don't know. I engage with a lot more no Gen Z content now that I'm earnestly using TikTok. And it's really it's really opening my eyes. <laughs> I still want to TikTok. It's fun. It's a fun time. Once you like can curate that for you page and it's like mostly things that you would enjoy, it's you can get sucked into it. So maybe it's also like maybe don't do it so you don't like spend two hours on TikTok and be like, oh shit, it's two in the morning. I should have gone to bed like two hours ago. I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a Luddite. Like I I don't like to get like new technology stuff. I get all stressed out about having to set things up all over again. I think that's it. I think I just don't want to keep creating new profiles and downloading new things. But like I like got Instagram like a year later than everyone else. Like I refused to go on Facebook until like two thousand eight or nine. Like I just I'm like eh, I don't want to do another thing. I do enough things. I like Twitter and but Instagram. But once you do it, then you then you like it. Well, I know. <laughs> I also like I I I can't really listen to things. You know, especially now that we're all under inside all the time in the same 
room. Some of us, I like can't just like listen to videos at my at my whim. Like I couldn't spend all day. Yeah, I know. But then (laughs) it's and then it's rude. And that's why aren't you paying attention? I don't know. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I guess your situation is a little more unique in that way. Um, but I have been sending you TikTok, so if you're annoyed by that, let me know. I am not. Um, no, you, you, I, I already texted I am you that you're allowed. Page. You're my only allowed person to send me TikToks. Allegra sends good. me good TikToks too, but good. that's about it. No one else is allowed to send me TikToks. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys know what any- I laugh at. Good. <laughs> Yeah, half of my for my for you page now is just like Twilight TikTok, um, and Lao. It's like emo TikTok is creeped into there as well. So there's a lot of crossover. But anyway, we're with Lola. No, we're with Grace. Wait, no. Who? What is happening? We're with, we're Lola, with Lola. She's <laughs> talking to Shay. Right? Are they sitting at the table? I think that's who she's with. She's on, yeah, she's on Tinder. She's moving on. She has swiped on a tiny lookalike named Anton. She's asking him to buy her pizza, as is her move. And then he responds with, like, I want a pizza that booty. And she's appalled. I found it mildly amusing, but um, also disturbing (laughs) because... We all have received those weird messages from guys on dating apps. Um, but basically, she's just, like, filled with regret because she broke up with Tiny. Yeah. I think, will you give me a, and then a pizza emoji, that booty, from a stranger is horrible. But from, like, anyone that you know personally is hilarious. Like, if you sent me that, I would, like, cry laughing. Like, that's adorable. I love it. And then we're with Grace, who is confronting Baz about his nastiness. She and Maya both are. And apparently he's been taking tips out of some book and he's trying to neg her. And she's pissed off even more about this and says, if you want a girl to like you, talk to her like a human person. Which, and yeah, advice to take like, throw his book away and chase him off. <laughs> And then Zig, like, comes upon them, and now Grace is, like, weird and caught in the middle of Zig and Maya. And I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to escalate. (laughs) It's definitely going to escalate. And then we're with Lola, who who has deleted her Tinder and is trying to get back together with Tiny. And she's telling him about all of her insecurities slash abandonment issues because apparently her mom left when she was younger. And they're having a come to Jesus moment. But then this Anton kid shows up with pizza. And then he gets into a fight with Tiny. And Tiny gets sent to the office. And it escalates so quickly. Yeah. It does. It escalates so quickly. Also, I love that Lola still takes the box of pizza. She's like, I mean, this is still mine, right? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, ugh, God. Oh also, then... it's weird. She's like, haven't you heard of delivery? Yeah. It is like a little bit weird that he just shows up. It's also a little bit weird that she's like 
that strange men are just sending her pizzas in hopes that she will be nice to them. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's the whole situation is weird. And I don't get it. Yeah, he just he just sucker punches Tiny. It's really fucked up. Yeah, it's stupid. I hate it. Um, and then Tiny's the one who gets punished for it, which is not fair. Um, anyway, then we're with Zoe, who's coming to Winston to apologize for, like, freaking out on him. And then she's like, so Miles says you like me. And he's like, I am going to have to have a word with him, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But then she's like, why do you like me? And he's like, you're awesome. You're smart and funny and you don't take any crap from anyone and you're really pretty. And then she kisses him and he's like, whoa, 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 what? Does this mean you're my girlfriend now? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, "Ugh, Zoe, don't make Winston your beard. This is not fair to him. And it's also not going to make you feel better. Like, this is just a terrible it's not idea. Fair at all. Ugh. Ugh. Not great, just, man. Although we haven't had a beard on the show in a long time, yeah. Has it been since Ellie and Marco? I think so. Oh, I'm also on Degrassi TikTok now. There are a lot of people rewatching it and like commenting on it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're back with Tiny, and we find out that he got suspended for this fight because there's a zero tolerance rule on fighting. And Mr. Simpson is like, rules are rules. No, zero tolerance. And zero tolerance is such bullshit. Lola's like, then the rules are wrong. And I do remember from like the TBT, what, the Throwback Thursday episode, there's a lot of talk about the zero tolerance rules at school. So, and that's the next episode, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, zero tolerance is super fucked up. Situations are nuanced. And yeah. you know, the people that you're, like, holding back are usually the people that need the most help. Exactly. It's yeah. Fucked up. So, I don't know. It's just, I, mm. I know we're going to get like, into it a, more. <laughs> we Sorry. are. I just, I get mad. It's like, you can't have, like, a catch-all rule like that. That's just like, it, there's no nuance to any situation. Everything is black and white. And yeah. it is, you you punched a guy. So that's it for you. Yeah, it's, it's not stupid. helpful. And it's just like a way to be like, I don't want to have to think about this. So blanket statement. There we go. Great. This is a rule that I can follow without thinking about it. But then we are with Zoe and Winston and company and apparently she not only got herself a beard she got herself the MC role in the gala and kicked out Esme and Tristan which led me to wonder if she just did it for the part yeah I don't like probably I'm sure that was part of it (laughs) but also part of like um yeah no I'm gonna well because we get to it later well Tristan is not buying this new relationship at all. And Zoe just says, he likes the best version of me, and that's what's going to make me happy. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so, but okay. It's all about the perceptions and what she thinks her life should look like. And she thinks it's going to make her happy, but I don't think that's how it's going to play out. Um, I think it's just that her self-esteem is so low right now. Yeah, It's like 
just really bad. And then she's starting to like flick at her straightener burn. And I'm sure it's a sign of things to come. And I am worried about her. And that's how the episode ends. I'm very worried about Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's about it, man. Spirit Squad Captain. I don't know. Grace for slamming Baz into a locker. Like, <laughs> with Zig also giving a good pep talk. Sure. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone was either fine or kind of shitty <laughs> in this episode. Or, like, n- neutral. Yeah. Ship? Miles and Tristan. Yeah. I mean, just default <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, oh, I would also do Lola and Tiny. I like Lola and Tiny in this one, even though she was, like, losing her mind a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um. All right. Grapevine. So we have, I just wanted to read through a couple tweets that we got regarding fake babies in high schools. So we have something from Kaylee who says, the closest I got to the baby thing was also weirdly in seventh grade, but there were no partners and it was like taking care of a homemade Chia pet. <laughs> Interesting. And then your fave 3E9 says, my school in central New York did a fake baby unit. I lost my wristband that we had to hold up to feed it and it all, and I, I almost failed. <laughs> Also, the kid. Also, apparently, your fave three e nine was also that kid who was excused from evolution and sex ed blocks. Mm. So we also answered that question. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then we have another. Um, apparently, Degrassi did a fake baby on the show before, and we forgot. And it was when Liberty was pregnant, and Danny had a fake baby to take right. care of. And he gave it to JT and Liberty to train them for their actual child. I don't think they did well. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yep. But that that message was from Finn. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And then you said we have an email, we right? We have an email from Rachel, um, which has a game about fake baby unit stuff. Um, and she says, regarding the, the fake, fake baby, baby grapevine. Yeah, fake baby grapevine. Um. Regarding the fake baby unit you talked about in the latest episode, I never got to do it in school, but I was so jealous of the grade above me that did, even though I dislike children, lol. Anyway, I was wondering, of these Degrassi pairs, who do you think would pass the fake baby unit? So I have a handful of pairs for you, and we're going to figure it out. So the first one... Right, you want to just go one at a time? The first one is Emma and Sean. I think that they would pass, but I think they would have a fight about their relationship during it, but it would make them stronger in the long run. I think that they would have a fight because Emma would do all the work. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess it also depends, like, what grade they're doing this in. <laughs> See, I'm picturing them like their first date era. Yeah. Yeah, they would have a fight because Emma would be doing all the work. And he'd be like, what? What do you want from me? And he, like, wouldn't show up to, like, her house to do project stuff. But then it would end up being because, like, Tracker, like, left him alone and to fend for himself. And it would turn into, like, an after-school special moment. And she would feel bad for him. And she would come to his house so they could work on the project. And it would be better. <laughs> and we'd hear Sean music. Fan... <laughs> Fan fiction, right before your ears, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. The next one is Manny and Craig. I think they would fail. 
100% would fail. They would fail. The baby would be in a trash can somewhere. Yeah. They would lose the baby immediately. They would immediately. lose the baby. Yeah. Or they would just get in a fight and they would deem the fight more important than taking care of the baby. And like the baby would like fall on the ground and his head would fall off or something. <laughs> like kind of similar to the Tristan Miles fake baby. But they wouldn't have a hunter to like reset the baby for them. I don't even think they would fight. I think that they were just like both so like inherently selfish that they would have just been they like would have forgotten about whatever. it. <laughs> yeah. I think they would have lost it immediately. Yeah. Um, all right. Ellie and Craig. I think they would pass, but again, it would be because Ellie did all the work. Yeah. And Ellie carries that team anytime that team happens to team up. And Ellie would project all of her like crush feelings onto the project. And hope that mm-hmm. it would bring them closer together. But then Craig would still, like, go off with Manny or something when they were supposed to, like, do their project. And she'd get all butthurt about it. But, I, but like, mm-hmm. TB, like, don't know if she'd actually confront him about it or not. She would not confront him. <laughs> um, Paige and Marco would 100% pass. They would have the super baby. Yeah. They would get 100%. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> they would they absolutely would be pass. power couple. <laughs> they would... Yeah, they would ace it. They they would one hundred percent pass, and like Paige would like design a new diaper. Or they something. would get like they really would pass. into the assignment. Like they, like they would create a whole like world around this project. They would get they would go method with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy and Ashley. I think that they would fail. I don't know why. I don't know. I can't decide. I think it depends on what era. Of yeah, Jimmy and definitely depends on the era. I don't know. This is. I feel like that one could go either way. Really, this one could go either way. Jimmy and Hazel. I think they would pass. Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're basing this also on like how tumultuous these people's relationship. Well, is. I mean, that's kind of all we have to go off of. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Allie and Dave. Now I th- they would pass. Like I feel like surface level, like my gut instinct is that they would pass, but also they also are both they're both very smart people, but they're also very dramatic people. So if something personal is going on, I can see things going wrong. You know? I think th- I think they would pass because I think Allie would care about the grade and Dave would take it way too seriously as like a thing about their relationship <laughs> okay um and then finally I already know the answer to this Drew and Bianca they would fail fail 100% would, would fail. fail they would forget that they the had homework be because they're always on a different show <laughs> it would be the week that yeah. Bianca fucking murders that guy like that that project might as well not exist to them. They would a hundred percent fail. Yeah, that that product that like the, the fake baby is on a totally different show than Drew and Bianca's relationship. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that's it. That was a great game. Thank you, Rachel. I loved that game. <laughs> that was more games, please. Very fun. <laughs> more games like Give that, please. Games. Um, 
All right. Well, that is all the grapevine that we have for you guys. If you'd like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? I just started rewatching New Girl over the weekend, and I'm Ooh. thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so I'm gonna recommend that. It's all on Netflix. I like I watched it as it was coming out, but I dropped off around like season four, I want to say. So I'm enjoying the rewatch, and I'm excited to like f- actually finish it. <laughs> I love New Girl. I think it is a great show. Um, we also know somebody uh, in real life who is basically exactly Schmidt, and it's really tripping me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to go in a totally different direction and recommend a podcast called Morally Indefensible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a true crimey podcast. I, don't, I can't quite figure out what the angle is yet, but I'm looking forward to getting there. It's like about... So I originally thought that it was just like about this guy um, that killed his family mm. um, and like tried to get away with it by blaming it on hippies because it was like right after the Manson murders. Uh-huh. And he was like, the hippies did it. They came in yelling, I love acid, kill the pigs. Oh, I'm boy. like, okay, sure. Um, so it's like, it's a... it's about that but then it's also about the guy who wrote a book about him who apparently like is like the morally indefensible is actually about the journalist who wrote the book about him because Mm. he's very he does a lot of like gaining people's trust and fucking them over and like maybe like i don't know what else kind of shit but like that's it's like that's what it is i don't know interesting it's really good though it's really really good i'm really enjoying it it's not it's um you know, it's short form. I'm. Is it like a mini five series so far? Or I think so. Gotcha. You know, they're not like uh, all these people are dead, so they're not really. It's not like, going to find out new info. Cold case. <laughs> no, no, all these people all like are gone now. So, um, but it's really good. There's only five episodes so far, and it's it's, I. I hesitate to say that like murder podcasts are bringing me joy, but it's bringing me joy along with all the other mur- <laughs> murder podcasts I listen to that bring me joy. Gotcha. Interesting. I'm going to download it. You should. It's good. It's, you know what it is? It's like, it's, it's that nice balance of not so like murdery that like people that aren't normally into true crime are going to be like not interested in it i feel like the whole journalist angle makes it like more in-depth and kind of more interesting yeah totally and also like more palatable for people that aren't necessarily into just that yeah Alrighty. well that's all that we have for today Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Goodbye, Panthers.